calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is of gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello, and welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. I'm Sam Lum, Director of Private Wealth and Capital Markets at CFA Institute. I'm joined here today by Dr. Michael Sin, Chief Operating Officer at DBS Asset Management based in Singapore. Dr. Singh holds a PhD degree from Cambridge University. Michael, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Michael, what is capital management and what are the key concepts that must be mastered before understanding capital management? I think um, one of the more interesting ways of starting on that topic is uh, just to share an observation that I have. I have the good fortune uh, occasionally to meet private bankers from around the world, from covering clients in Bangladesh, Pakistan, Russia. And the question I usually start with when we have seminars is, how much is enough? Which is a number that most people have in their heads, but hardly ever share. And in almost all cultures across the people that I've spoken to, when I say, is $1 million enough? The answer is generally no. Uh, but what's more surprising is when I ask, is $10 million enough? And usually less than half the class will say, it's enough. Then I'll ask, is $100 million enough? And almost everybody says yes. So somewhere between 10 and $100 million is enough. So it's important to come to some kind of robust definition of what wealth means to people between 10 and 100 million. And it comes down to this. If you have not enough, then you work a, li work a day to live a day. Uh, you need to earn to live. If you have what is enough to ensure security, which for most of these people appears to be between 10 and 100 million, then the takeaway is this. You, you can live on the return on your capital. You can live on the interest on your capital. Of course, if you're wealthy, then you can live on the interest on your interest. Your wealth is basically safe. Um, whatever consumption you have doesn't detract from your capital. So when we talk about capital management or wealth management, very largely it's about security because we're in the business of offering security and wealth. And therefore, it is important to understand the nature of returns, the nature of compounding, which helps you uh, achieve this. And... Um, the important takeaways really are to understand that the tools which are available to us in portfolio management, along with a lot of heuristic tools such as mean reversion or behavioral finance, how do these factors all fit into a reasonably robust framework for understanding how to approach capital management? Why is it so important to understand all aspects of the principle of compounding? The starting point for that is really to understand that uh, the business of wealth management is making money from money. And therefore, if you're managing your own wealth, your horizon is very much aligned with what you're trying to achieve for yourself. Right? What you're trying to achieve for your investment is very much what you're trying to achieve for yourself as a business. But if you're actually setting out to do 
the management of other people's money as a business, then you actually wear two hats, one as an investment manager and one as a business manager. And as an investment manager, as a portfolio manager, typically the way you frame your responsibilities is to achieve returns or optimize returns over a single period, which is an arithmetic return. But if you're to put on your hat as a business manager, then your responsibility is to try and deliver returns uh, or a terminal wealth over a long period of time. And then you're really looking at your geometric returns. So the difference between the arithmetic and geometric return is all about understanding the importance of compounding, whether positively or negatively. How does diversification, asset allocation, mean reversion, technical analysis and other things fit into your framework of capital management? There are generally three areas of um, tools, I guess, that come into the toolkit. Um, there are engineering tools, things you can learn in school, things you can learn in the CFA, such as exposure management, asset allocation, understanding term risk or liquidity risk. Then there are factors which are to do with forecasting of where you are in the economic cycle. Because even if you get your asset allocation very right, if you get your cycle timing wrong, this may not be actually the best way to achieve long-run geometric returns. So within strategies, which are probably more important, uh, you need to understand whether you make your returns through carry strategies, through mean reversion strategies, or through momentum strategies. But almost more important than the engineering factors and the sort of cycle forecasting factors are the operator skill factors. And this is really where all these facts tie in together with the business uh, of wealth management, which is you are premised on a fact that you can arrive at some kind of edge, some kind of alpha in delivering out performance, in delivering compounding. Then the two key skill sets, the two key success factors are do you size your bets correctly? And when do you choose to time your bets? Do you choose to bet at all? Uh, or do you choose to stand aside? So the way we put all these factors together, from leverage to mean reversion to behavioral finance, which may seem to be heuristics, uh, it, it, it occurs in a very careful hierarchy of, of important success factors. Again, they are engineering factors, they are sort of cycle forecasting factors, but most importantly, they're operator skill uh, to do with sizing and to do with long-term compounding. Michael, how does all this relate back to the real world of fund management? I alluded to the fact earlier that um, in fund management, which is the management of other people's money, uh, you potentially wear two hats. One is as an investment manager or a portfolio manager, and the other is as a business manager. And there are times when these two hats are not perfectly aligned. And when they're not aligned, it leads to effects such as um, the business manager overriding the portfolio manager and saying, take less risk because we don't want to risk falling to the fourth quartile. We should just stick in the second quartile and retain our management fees. So it's important to understand in the real world of fund management, both from the perspective of the investor and the perspective of the business manager, that we have uh, factors which are well aligned between the investment manager and the business manager. So the investment manager, as I said earlier, is concerned largely with returns over a single period. So he can arrive at his portfolio, you give him $100, and he invests all $100. Whereas a business manager or a risk manager might say, well, of that 100 perhaps you should invest only 
70 for any number of reasons. One is perhaps 70 is enough to risk, but sometimes it could be that uh, he's thinking, wait till tomorrow. Maybe more opportunities will arrive. So I think the, the main takeaway of this discussion, this understanding of the separate but adjacent roles of the investment manager and the business manager is this. The investment manager manages for arithmetic return over single periods. The business manager manages for geometric return over many periods. If you are managing your own private wealth, these two hats are one and the same. But if you're in the real world of fund manager, these two roles are sometimes conflicted because investors may not invest with you for a very long period of time to achieve that geometric return. So you have a very real tension between managing your Sharpe ratio, which is what your portfolio manager does, and perhaps managing your Kelly ratio, which is what a long-term portfolio manager does. Michael, thanks for sharing your thoughts on capital management. And thank you, our viewers, for joining us. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.